I'm Shannon, the Garden Girl from Georgina Garden Center. Welcome back to our podcast. This is our second one. We are so um, excited about the first one, and we're so glad we had such a good response from everybody. I'm here again with Katie. Oh, hi. Hi. <laughs> yeah, it's been kind of exciting, Shannon. It has People been. People loved it. We yeah. were not anticipating having as many listeners as we originally thought, but we are just so humbled and thrilled that you guys are enjoying what we're going to do and we're going to keep on doing it as long as you keep enjoying it. Yes. So rate and subscribe to the podcast yes. wherever you're listening to it. We do have it available on iTunes and also Spotify now. Mm-hmm. And I know, how are you listening to it? Because you have an Android. I have an Android. So I downloaded CastBox and I listen to it off there. You can get a ton of different podcasts on there, but we are on there. Yeah. So, and I find that just as easy to use as anything else. Yeah. Pretty simple. Yeah. So, and we're going to also have it living on the website at yes, some point. Yes, it will be on our homepage on our website as well. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So, what are we talking about today, Shannon? Today, we are going to talk about essential steps to prep your garden. Since it's almost spring, we can feel it. I know. I it's so sunny it. today. I can smell it. I know. It I'm just s- has a smell. It does. It? It's in the air. You can hear birds chirping. Yep. My dad and I have this thing going for my entire life. We have a competition every year where we see who can see the first robin. Mm -hmm. And he'll call me, like, I don't really live near him now, but he'll call me and he'll be like, I saw one. And now with, like, smartphones, he'll take a picture and send it to me without even saying anything. And it's like, oh, you won. It is so nice. It's nice seeing those little signs of spring and it's supposed to be getting warm Mm -hmm. coming up. Springs right around the corner too. Mm-hmm. Not we too can, far. And daylight savings. Yes. Time. I that's... mean we're we're kind of uh we're actually daylight savings time is tomorrow, so we're excited. Mm-hmm. And uh it's time it's time. It is to we've, get the we've tools the tools ready, get them out of the yep. shed, your basement, mm-hmm. or go buy them like yep. me. I don't have any tools. <laughs> I was using a spoon last Were you? year. Hey, whatever works. Yeah. But tools, proper tools are always easier. And mm-hmm. make sure they're sharp. Okay. You can sharpen them yourself, clean them and sharpen them yourself. Or if you contact us at the garden center, we can arrange a time to get that set up for you as well because we can sharpen, clean and sharpen as well. It's so much easier to have a sharp spade a sharp pair of pruners. It's better for the plant Did you say as well. sharpen your spade? Yeah. Like the shovel part? Yeah. I thought you were literally talking about like no. anything like a knife or scissors. No, like, sure. yes, have those. But your spade is makes a world of difference from a dull one to a sharp one. And a lot of people don't sharpen their tools. Right. They just, because you don't think of it, right? <laughs> once you sharpen it, and we sharpen it once, you'll never use a dull thing again. Because it's so much easier on you and just makes everything easier. It like and like dividing perennials, anything like that. It's better for the plant too when the cuts are sharp and clean. But it's just it is. It's, it makes so it's so easy. Where do you store your tools over the winter? Shed. Yeah. Yep. Do you have to like wrap them in some kind of way? No, you can clean them up in the fall. Like take all the use a brush and clean up off all the dirt and stuff like that. Um, some people will put a little bit of oil or grease that kind of thing on them just Mm -hmm. to keep them but you don't have to as long as they're clean and dry they're fine and then clean them up again in the spring and if you're somebody like me who doesn't really have any traditional garden Mm -hmm. tools but kind of wants to get into Mm -hmm. it where are the best spots to get them um we carry some tools but you can go to any um department like a not department store sorry like a big box store or a hardware store or something like that your local place um and get stuff I wouldn't get, unless you're only garden a little tiny bit, don't get the really, really cheap stuff. 
splurge, get something like not even the most expensive either. Just get something good. Feels good. It's not made out of plastic. Um, and especially in Keswick and our surrounding area, we're very clay soil here. So you have to have a sharp and you have to have a good tool to get into the ground. And it's just, it's so much easier when you're using a good quality tool. It makes life easier. It's easier on your body when you're using a proper tool. And it's tool. not disposable by the sands of it. You keep it. And no. You treat yeah. It right. I've had, it. yeah, I've had my same pair of pruners since I started the garden center. Oh. Same pair. They just get sharpened and cleaned. And because we use them a lot, we sharpen like quite often, weekly, every other week type thing, depending on how much you're using them. But yeah, you can, if you have a good pair, use them, like you'll have them forever. So do you have like a little work belt that you would keep them on? I don't, I do have a little, <laughs> like a leather pouch I can put clip on my pants. Um, but I don't often do it because I find it just falls off on me because I'm moving around so much, but I do keep them in it when I'm not using them. Um, we've, mm. we forgot to announce what we're sipping oh, on. Yes, our tea today. So our tea is, it's a loose leaf tea today and it is a hibiscus rosehip tea. And this one, I found at the bulk barn and it is delicious. It's I had never red. had it before. Yeah. It's very bright red. I've had this kind of tea before. And as you were making it in my head, I was like, oh, it's going to be bitter. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's this not is, bitter. And I was saying to this, to you earlier, this would be probably a really nice, like cold yeah. tea to have in the summer put some ice maybe a lemon wedge on it or whatever mm -hmm. but it's very good make it into a little sangria oh that would be yummy All right. yeah let's cheers sangria and garden cheers okay so grab your cup of tea because mm -hmm. it's time <laughs> uh okay so you've talked about we have all of our tools prepped we're ready we're good mm -hmm. um what's the next step okay so i have a few steps and they might not totally be in complete order but all these things are essential steps for the spring. So the first thing I wrote down was to cut down once you can get into your garden. Sometimes we have to wait a little bit longer than we want, but if you haven't cut your perennials down in the fall, cut them down now. And you want to cut them down before, I always like to cut them down before it gets new growth because if you wait till some of that new growth starts coming up, then you're having to be a little bit more dainty and cutting around stuff, especially like your grasses, things like that. You have to cut them down to like eight inches type thing and if you wait too long you have all your spent stuff up above and then all your new stuff starts then you have to start cutting around all that new stuff so it just takes a bit longer so go out there clean up all your perennials um if you have any hosses or anything that you didn't cut back they'll kind of be just done they'll be laying on the soil they'll be easy to clean up but clean all that up um, is there like an is so i did not prune any perennials my sister mm -hmm. and my dad came to my place and they were like your gardens look terrible <laughs> and they all they brought their own hostas and mm -hmm. perennials from their own gardens mm -hmm. just to make mine look better right and I was so touched but I didn't really keep it up that's okay <laughs> so but yeah. like I I didn't trim them for the most part mm -hmm. in the winter mm -hmm. so I'm going to be doing it now you're going to do it yeah as mm -hmm. soon as the snow melts and you can get out there even if the ground isn't thawed but there's no snow you can go out and cut down Sweet. your perennials yeah okay. So you can get out there and sometimes if you do things in little stages, it's not so overwhelming. Then all of a sudden you're going out there right before the long weekend when you want to start planting everything or in June and you're like, holy, I have to clean all this stuff up. So if you kind of go out there as you can, it doesn't seem like such a big job. Um, another thing to do after you cut down your perennials or anything else that you haven't cut down roses, anything like that, is rake out any debris. Now, a lot of people, well, some people, and it's a very good idea too, is to cover your gardens in the fall with fallen leaves. As long as those leaves are not diseased. 
Okay, so they don't have black spot or anything like that, rust spot, because that will transfer through the garden. So if there's any debris in your garden, like dead little sticks, um, diseased leaves, things like that, you want to remove so it doesn't spread. Um, but otherwise, a few leaves in the garden is okay. You can turn them into the soil. If you want to take everything out, by all means, take it all out. But having leaves in the garden is a good thing for your garden. I didn't know that. For the little insects below the soil and for the soil itself, leaves are good in the garden. Okay, little okay. vitamins. Yeah, exactly. They'll <laughs> naturally decompose and add nutrients okay. to there. Cool. Okay. So that's your next thing. And you can rake it out using a little tiny hand rake if you have a lot of stuff to go, kind of go in between. Or you can use a fan rake. Try not to use a hard rake in the garden, which is your long, flat, short. That long, yeah. short rake that's all the same length all the way across because yeah. that's a little harsh for the plants. But a fan rake, you can lightly kind of rake over, get around, and tip, a, the, things like that. Are they usually plastic? You can get plastic or metal, or and like they have like big... those really long teeth that are yeah. usually the shape of a fan. Most oh. of them are kind of that, mm-hmm. some are slightly odd shaped. Um, also along the lines of all that is, and I kind of touched on it, prune any dead or broken branches out. So if you had uh, snow fall on something or ice fall on something and the branch is broken, trim that off, make a nice new cut with your sharp pruners. Um, if you have any dieback on roses, so if you have roses, uh, you'll see green stems are looking live stems and you have black stems, the black is dead. So trim a little bit below there again with sharp pruners. So go through, look around your yard, even through a hedge, anything like that. If you just trim anything up that's been affected over the winter. I was reading, this reminds me when you're talking Mm -hmm. about the roses, I was reading the Magnolia magazine Mm -hmm. because who doesn't love exactly a lot. Um, (laughs) And she has a, it was, I think it was the summer issue and she was talking about her rose garden Mm -hmm. and she was saying that as she tends to her garden, each plant, something around the lines of each plant is dedicated to somebody. So as she's pruning it. She's dedicating her time and thinking of them. of yeah, To that person. I think that's Isn't so that, nice. That's amazing. And like, nice It level. is. And so you're... And it kind of takes you beyond gardening, too. You're not going out there saying, oh, I have to go clean up my shrubs, or I have to go do mm-hmm. this, I have to prune my roses. You're going out there to spend time with the memory of someone, or just in memory of someone, or yeah. whatever you have that plant for. It is a nice, very nice that's idea. That's why, like, we have at the garden center, I know you guys have mm-hmm. those little pet memorial stones mm-hmm. and stuff for gardens. Mm-hmm. I just love that, being able to, like, have a, a plant in memory of something. Yeah. It kind of makes you want to take care of it a little bit better. It does, for <laughs> sure. And any plant, whether it's in memory of someone or not, they all like to be talked to, and it's scientifically proven. They do. And <laughs> so go out on your music, front lawn everything. and look like a crazy person yeah. talking <laughs> to your plants, crying to your plants. Yes. <laughs> but it is. It's, it's very ther- therapeutic, mm-hmm. yes. Um, our next one is my next comment is to empty any of your planters. So if you have any planters out there that have your, um, winter greens in it or anything, or even fall stuff, summer stuff, if you didn't get out there, empty all of those, you'll probably can't do those until the frost has gone out of them because they're probably frozen in there, but you can attempt it. Okay. So I have two planters in front of my house, like Mm -hmm. on my front step, trying Mm -hmm. to look all fancy. And Mm -hmm. I got cedars in there that I had gotten from the garden center. Yep. You had mentioned to me to, like, take them in for the winter, and I didn't do that? No, you don't take them in for the winter. Oh, wait, what did you want me to do with You them? have to leave them out there. But it right now, like, as it starts to thaw, you can go out to water so it has some water in there. Uh-huh. So, because like they tend to... The color of rust, all of them. If they're fully brown, yeah. like brown brown, mm-hmm. they're done. Okay. Which is probably what I said to you. They probably won't <laughs> overwinter outside because... Plants outside in our air, like on our climate here, don't do well in pots over the winter because 
we've had a lot of really nice sunny days in winter and if it's in a pot and everyone likes black pots and they're smaller pots that soil starts heating up and the plant's like ooh, it's nice out so it starts thawing and then we get the flash freeze again and it freezes and that continuous back and forth that's what confuses the plant and kills the plant so when you're saying empty the plant mm-hmm. and empty the plant turf, mm-hmm. clear them out, mm-hmm. are you, do you mean I get rid of that, that soil too? If you've only had the soil in for a year, maybe two years, it's probably fine. You can just add some new stuff. Okay. But soil isn't good forever, especially like potting okay. soil, because okay. you need to replace it. You need to get some good stuff in there. So if you've only had in there for a year or so, you're probably okay. Still mix some good stuff in. But Even by the time you take that plant out, you'll have enough room to add a okay. little bit of extra soil in there. Sounds good to me. Yes. What I do in my planter is... I have a pot that sits in the planter, so that way if I want to put pansies in or any other spring plants but it's still kind of frozen, I can just pop my winter one out and put another one in and that way I don't have to wait till it thaws or out there trying to chip through the ice. So that's kind of a little tip as well. Um, So yeah, so empty your planters, anything else like that. This is the, the time of year to prune your fruit trees and bushes. So within the next week or two, when it starts warming up, um, get out there and prune off any crisscrossing branches, anything growing straight up, any suckers, anything like that. That's the time of year to do it. My dad loves, he tells me that whenever he prunes his bushes, Mm -hmm. he likes to do it in this time of year as Mm -hmm. well because he has one hedge that bees particularly like to live in. Mm -hmm. Yes. Or wasps, I don't know what they are, stinging little devils. and. He finds he feels way safer doing it. Oh, hundred percent. Yes. Yeah, summer. for sure. Yeah, it's a good time to yeah. prune anything, especially some heavy pruning things like that too. Dormant spray. If you haven't heard of dormant spray, it's horticultural oil and lime sulfur combined, both a hundred percent natural. Won't hurt anything around it. What it does is when you spray it on your, you use it on fruit trees, roses. Um, most trees, there's a few things you can't use it on. Um, you spray the whole tree as much as you can and you spray it to it just drips. Okay. So you're coating as much of the tree as possible, as high up as you can, the trunk, you're coating the whole thing. And what it does, it's because it's a oil mix, it smothers any overwintering disease and insect. So if you have scale, anything like that, that you don't necessarily kind of see in the tree, but you get it year after year, things that affect fruits and stuff. You have to spray them at this time of year, okay? Even if it's a cold day, how do you? As long as it's above zero, okay. Okay, so and you don't want it to rain because it's going to wash it off. But you want to do a nice full out spray because you're using sulfur. It's going to stink like eggs. So maybe not do it on a windy day, or do it on a day you're having egg salad. There you go. (laughs) It does. It does have a really good like sulfur smell to it. So just I always warn people of that. But it it like I said, 100% natural good to use um, and you should use it if you have we always get people in like June July type thing when the fragrant snowball is blooming and it almost looks like an Annabelle hydrangea the big white ball but it's the smaller version yeah it's like snowball size and it's a viburnum and they come in because it has skeletonized I can't say that word skeletonized overnight there you get these little green worms that strip it and it oh. pretty much happens overnight. That's how fast these little guys come out. But if you spray your shrub now with the dormant spray, you'll have none or very little of that. It's much more controllable then because they overwinter in little sacks on the on the bark and everything. So you spray, that suffocates them, they die off, 
doesn't do anything to your shrub and you don't have that so half eaten look. Where do you get that? From? So we have it at the garden center. Okay. Um, you can buy it separately. There are two separate containers cause you mix, um, at different rates and we'll say on the, on the bottles. Um, and you just use a pressure sprayer. If you have a small finger, you can use like a backpack sprayer or a bigger sprayer if you want, but a pressure sprayer is good and spray as much as the tree and shrubs as you can. Cool. Yes. All right. I think I can do that. Yeah. It's, it is super easy. I don't have any yeah. fruit trees, but I can do that for anyone else who needs me to come to Yeah, it. you can do it on lot. There's lots of different things you can spray it on. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what else do I have? Oh, yes. Also, fertilize and seed your lawn. So you can go out there once the snow all goes. You can do a light fan rake. So that way if there's any debris, any leaves, anything laying around from the winter, you want to clean up after your dog, things like that. <laughs> do a nice cleanup of the lawn. And then you can seed and then fertilize. I don't ever suggest mixing seed and fertilizer in the spreader at the same time just because you want to get certain coverage with each and it might not come out evenly. So I always do seed first then I do fertilizer. You walk at a normal pace with your spreader a third of the way open. Zigzag across your lawn do a couple of loops. When you're doing your fertilizer you want to close the spreader because when you're standing and turning it's your your spreader's in one spot so you can get burn marks so you don't want to do that. But doing it in the spring just kind of gives it that boost. Even though everything looks so nice and green in the spring, do it anyways. Always, always, always seed and fertilize your lawn. And can you, do you have to have your dog, because you mentioned dog cleaning up after your dogs, if you have a dog. Mm-hmm. Can you let it out on that stuff? You can, because most fertilizers now, check the fertilizer bag, okay. obviously, first. But most fertilizers, a lot of fertilizers now are pet friendly. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. Um, if you're concerned too, you can always water it in. You don't have to water it in, but you're fine. Okay. Yep. I've always done it. Like I use a natural one and I've done it. My dog runs around while I'm doing it and he's never, (laughs) yeah, he's never had an issue. But again, every dog's different. Every animal's different. So read, read the bag Mm -hmm. and do what you feel best is for your, for your animal. Okay. That's a simple like four step, four or five steps I can handle for the next little while. Yeah. It's, and it's exciting. It is. Everyone's so eager to get out this time of year. So it's been a hard yes. February. Yes, hasn't it? February was. It came at us. Yeah, yeah. We're, I'm we're glad over. March is here. It's here. Sunshine <laughs> yes. is here. Yes. So if you're not following us on on Facebook, make sure you search Georgina Garden Center and mm-hmm. like us there. And if you're not following us on Instagram, mm-hmm. you can find us at Georgina underscore Garden underscore Center. Mm-hmm. And all of our Spring content is lined up, ready to go, and Mm -hmm. we're excited to sort of celebrate this time of year with you guys, and we will catch you on our next episode. Yes. See you guys.